podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. Welcome to Run With It, the show that brings you untapped business ideas from successful entrepreneurs. My name is Chris Justin, and I'm here with Ethan Janney. Ethan, how is your soup today? It's good. And that's a nice transition to talk about stool samples because <laughs> the, uh, the soup that I'm eating has ingredients that were recommended to me by this service to which I sent a stool sample. They analyzed my microbiome and told me which foods were good for me to eat and which foods aren't. And wild rice is one of the foods that's good for me to eat and chicken is, things like that. So yeah, I chicken a wild rice soup. It's perfect for me. And my, my poop loves it too. I was prepared for you to talk about that, but I still, I, I don't even know what to say to you. <laughs> All right, wait. All right, let's transition here. Let's talk about Neil. So Neil Parak is here. He founded a company called Made This, M-A-I-D, this, which helps short-term rental owners and homeowners meet their cleaning needs quickly, easily, affordably. I threw that in the quickly, easily, affordably from looking at your website. I hope it's affordable. I'm assuming it is. <laughs> that was, I was like, I don't remember that being in our tagline, but I like it, so I'll take it. Yeah, I like to restructure people's marketing for them. But yeah, so he's he's brought in a really fun idea for us to talk about. We've talked about flying cars. It's pseudo-related. We've talked about window washing, and we kind of get to smash those two things together and talk about drone-powered window washing. Chris... Did any research on this? What do you think? Yeah, I did a little bit of research. So the drone window washing industry is a nascent one. There are several companies that have created window washing drones. Some of them are, a lot of them are way cheaper. They're way faster. And, and really the key thing that piques a lot of curiosity here is they're safer, right? You don't have to have people go up on scaffolding on these hundred story buildings and, and clean windows. So yeah, this is a, a huge opportunity that's available right now. There are companies doing this, and uh, I think it's good potential to start a service-based business offering these type of services. Tell us a little bit about this idea. What made you come up with drone window washing? I came up with it a couple of years ago, and Chris was telling me before the show, I have this like big list of just business ideas somewhere stored, and it's just anything that pops in my head. Maybe I'm pooping, right? Bring it back to poopy, then why not? Maybe I'm pooping, maybe I'm showering, maybe I'm eating. Man, I just come Neil up with this is amazing right, he's idea. right up our alley, man. He's like <laughs> totally in line with our style here. <laughs> but like like many people, business ideas just pop up and I write them down. And I remember for this one, I was so excited when I thought about it. And I think it was a while ago. Um, I was working in venture capital for a while. And when I was there, I'd always read stuff, come up with ideas and think, okay, I'll start this sometime down the line. And I remember maybe two, three years ago, this is after I'd left that job and I was running my own company already. Uh, I looked back at that list and I saw drone window washing and I went to check out if the domain's available. I'm like, yeah, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do with this, but I bought dronewindowwashing.com. And oh, you did buy it. I did. And Stellar, any, man. Any listener of the show, I'm probably not going to execute on this idea just because I have other things I'm working on. If you want the domain name, it is available to you. So... For free, or are you gonna? There's gonna be a, a cost to it because there's already existing drone window washing services that we found, so they might want your domain. They might want it. Uh, I don't really have a price tag attached to it. As long as you're a cool person, that's fine with me. Do you think you could start this? Like, does this seem like now? You know, 
imagine that you didn't have your existing obligations, just like as a human being with your skills and capabilities. Do you feel like this is something you could wrap your head around actually launching this drone window washing company? Does this sound feasible to you? Uh, yes, with one caveat. And my background now is in anything local business and franchising, right? I've made this franchise and also made this corporate, which is very localized. That's why I love what this is, is a hyper-localized business, meaning you could make a million dollars in just one small city with something like this because of how many buildings there are. The opportunities are endless. You'd go with residential, you could go with commercial, you'd price it differently. So I think the possibilities are huge. And just we'll dive into the business model of how I would actually structure it. But thinking about it this way, it, it's such a franchisable business model, and that's what I love about it. The caveat would be, I don't know the regulations around drones, and I don't know about the license agreements I would first need to get to get an actual drone. So I would not build the drone from scratch. Right? I would for sure go to someone who's already built this technology and say, I'm going to license it from you. So that's, that's gate number one to go past. Uh, after that is... Every state is going to, every state, every city is going to have its own regulations as it relates to drones and you need proper licenses for that. So if I could research that and overcome those two things, I think it's fantastic because those two things are also barriers to entry for other people, but I don't know how hard it is of a gating issue yet because I haven't researched it enough. I can close the gap a little bit here in terms of some of that research. Before we get into some of the existing players in the market here and some of the vendors that we may want to work with. I want to throw out a cost for traditional cleaning. I found a stat not for an office building, but for a windmill, which I thought was kind of humorous. It costs about 10,000 euros per day to clean a windmill. And that's a multi-day affair. So if you're talking, you know, one of the, if you're in the Netherlands, I'm picturing the, <laughs> the picturesque uh, seaside setting and these giant windmills. That's a lot of money, right? If you're talking, let's say 30 or 40,000 euros to clean one of those, in our research here, we're seeing that you can do that instead, maybe $2,000 or $3,000. So it's a huge cost savings to use one of these drones, use and operate one of these drones compared to having people go up there and do one of these cleanings. Yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of domains where using drones just becomes a no-brainer for people who are doing some of these existing things, right? We had some damage to the roof of our condominium building, and I noticed some people came over to come check it out, and nobody's climbing up on scaffolding or ladders or anything like that. They just got their little drone helicopter, and they fly it up top, and they take a look at what the damage looks like, and they put together some report. And in some cases, you could almost even get better data by having a drone do it. They can go pretty much anywhere than a human who's like leaning over places and trying to find the exact location and things like that. Another example here, cleaning solar panels. That's going to be huge. It's going to, it's growing, but this has already been done. There is a company out there called Clean Drone based in Spain that is focused specifically on cleaning these giant solar arrays. They have this thermal imaging, which will show you which ones you need cleaning more frequently. It's, it's kind of a sophisticated technology. Another one that is coming up is firefighting, actually. There, people are predicting awesome. that you'll be able to use drones to, to do some of that. Uh, which would be cool. And that'll make a nice like firefighting calendar, like the beefcake <laughs> drones, you know, Mr. <laughs> July. <laughs> you went straight to the firefighting calendar. I got it, man. I got it, man. <laughs> By the way, also another thing for drones, right? There's another company that I heard of just on the topic of poop that we brought up earlier before. It's Drone Bidets. Have you guys heard of that one? No, that can't be real. Though. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not real. <laughs> 
All right. I spoke to uh, the CEO and founder of Lucid Drones as a company. Okay. Quit bragging. Anyone could have done this, man. Their phone number's on the website. Call them up. Nice. He's a YC alum, right? YC alum. YC alum. Their founders graduated college in 2019. They have just been getting going, this company, Lucid Drones. They lease drones to cleaning companies, such as the one that we are talking about starting here, that we're going to have the listener start, not us, actually, as we talked about. Some of our listeners, Neil, just a little aside, are confused by the the idea that the guest is going to be doing this idea themselves. So very clearly, listener, this is an idea that you can take and run with. Well, one of our listeners is confused. One of them. We, we, we've only, yeah. we only talked to one about it. <laughs> today. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> today. The listeners today. All right. They, as of 2019, when they did YC Demo Day, they had 11 clients. A lot has changed since then. They were leasing these drones to cleaning companies for about $3,000 per month. If you do the math on that, it saves a ton of money. And their model shifted from trying to sell to businesses and commercial buildings directly to working with cleaning companies. Andrew, the CEO, had told me about 50% of their new customers are existing traditional cleaning companies that do commercial building cleaning. But the other half, Neil, you may find this interesting, they're companies similar to yours, where they have an interior interior cleaning company or some other type of cleaning company, and they're looking to expand into commercial exterior cleaning, and they're getting a leg up by starting with this drone window washing system. Yeah. But I think the winners are companies like that who lease the technology to individual players, right? Because eventually everyone's going to be transitioning towards drone window washing. Let's say in this case, we're talking about window washing. There will be a segment of the population which they still use humans because it just makes more sense. But there would be a segment which uses drones. And eventually, companies are going to convert to that, right? So where is the benefit of starting something like this from scratch? I think it's the branding and marketing of it. Uh, I love industries with competition. I like that the, that other companies are going to be taking this technology and doing it themselves because that makes it more normal to do. But if there's a company out there which has a very specific niche, and my idea is more commercial as opposed to residential or solar panels, and they brand themselves as the go-to drone window washing company, they're going to be able to blow away the competition. What I like about the local market is most local companies don't know what they're doing with marketing and branding. That's why I made this is somewhat successful at what we're doing is because we're just better at marketing compared to the mom and pop shop down the street. And I think that would be the same case with window washing. So if someone can market themselves as the go-to drone window washing uh, company in the US and how I would do it, I was franchises model. You do it in one city, you figure out how to get contracts for commercial. And I'll talk about in a bit why I'm saying commercial, not residential. You figure out how to get the contracts, you figure out where to get the licenses from, you figure out how to get permits for it. And then all of a sudden you go to every single city and say, who wants the rights to do this in your own city, I've already figured out how to do it. And that's how you expand rapidly. And that's how you get the name of drone window washing out there. You have an opportunity here potentially to build a name that's recognizable. Like one of these brands, maybe you have an actual functional thing. Maybe we've come up with it on the show. That's a name for what you call drone window washing, right? It's just like Kleenex or Googling or Steinway or whatever, some kind of brand name recognition where you're just what it is. This is what it is. It's robo window washing or whatever you come up with. The other thing that I think is really interesting, not that it hasn't come up before here on the, the podcast, I don't know if we explicitly talked about it, but something you mentioned, taking advantage in a positive way of the fact that people don't locally understand how to do marketing, right? This is, there's so many huge opportunities there. Really great success story is the guy who started 1-800-Dentists, right? He's not 
a dentist. He doesn't do dental work, but he just knows how to market for dentists. And he built this whole brand around, hey, call 1-800-DENTIST and we'll connect you with a dentist. And all, all they do is just find good dentists to put in their network and you call the number and they connect you and they do all the marketing and you know make millions of dollars. Maybe it'd be helpful to talk a little bit about your experience with Made This. From looking at your website, you focus at least a decent number of your services on Airbnb rentals, which is kind of the commercial space in terms of residential cleaning. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'd start that with describing the different revenue streams we have. One is residential cleaning. It's about 50% of our business, actually, which is just, Chris, Ethan, you need to clean for your home. You could order a monthly cleaning, a biweekly cleaning, a weekly cleaning, a cleaner comes out, cleans a place. It's basically it. And we just have a very easy online booking and reminders, things like that. The other end is for vacation rental customers. You know, one guest checks out at 11, the next one checks in at three. They need a cleaner to come in. We just sync with their calendar and automate the scheduling of it. So Chris, you actually described it in a way which, which I haven't described myself on, but I might steal it, which is like, it is residential, but it's the commercial aspect of what we're doing, which is t- which is pretty accurate, actually. But what I found by diving into this space is mainly about the competition, is no one knows what they're doing with marketing. I, I was talking to um, some other guys who run a cleaning company as well, and we're we're saying how we love the cleaning industry because it's almost like everyone's two or three years behind the curve on marketing. Now, when I was trying to start my entrepreneurial journey, I was trying to do anything remote based, like e-commerce, dropshipping, whatever. But the the problem with that is the competition. They're using cutting edge marketing tactics. You're competing against the world at that point. So anything with a local spectrum, I feel like it kind of insulates you a little bit more, a little bit more room to play. And the reality is you could still make a lot of money doing that. How does that change if you're in a smaller market? Sure. So I think it would dictate the type of services you have um, and what you'd be doing. For example, if you're selling $150 cleanings and your population is only 10,000, you're not going to be able to make as much money. Right? But if you're selling a product or a ticket, which is 5000 or 6000 or $7,000, you can still make a decent chunk of money. Do you think it'd be possible to start a drone window washing business in a smaller market or operate it from a smaller market? Maybe you're doing it remotely. Do you think that would be doable? Operating in a smaller market? I would. Uh, so, all right. Depends what segment you're going after. And I'll, I'll qualify that with but this. You mentioned a company, Chris. They do drone window washing for solar panels. Fantastic. I'm sure they're in a bunch of small markets and they just go to the solar panels in the field in the middle of nowhere, Arizona, and get them cleaned and go back. But if you're in a smaller market, which is all residential, that means your focus is going to be residential drone window washing. The average ticket price right now for window cleaning is maybe $250 or $300 for a house for window cleaning with a human doing it. Meaning I don't see the value of offering them a cheaper price to do drone window washing for 150 bucks. Like how often are they doing that? Like twice a year, maybe. So if it's purely residential, I don't think that's the way to do drone window washing. Cause I think the dollar amount would be too less and the frequency would be too less based off of how much you're investing in the technology and, and going about this. Therefore, the only places this really makes sense is if where there's enough commercial buildings. And I don't mean like New York city where the skyscrapers everywhere. And it's probably tons of, regulations around if you could fly drones there or not. But cities, let's say even Minneapolis, right? Uh, the downtown area is a little bit wider. There are a, got a decent number of skyscrapers and commercial buildings there. And you would be able to target them and probably get licenses appropriately for that. So I guess my gut right now says smaller markets doesn't make as much sense for drone wind washing because I don't think residential is the move. I think commercial is the move because that's where the real cost savings happen. I listened to in preparation for this, what I believe was a window washing podcast. 
uh, where the guy was. You got to share the name. These are always great. <laughs> got, I'll find it. It was actually a, not an obvious name. I'll, I'll find it before the episode's over or I won't. I don't know. But anyways, the <laughs> leave the listener in suspense, Ethan. That's what they come here for is the podcast recommendations. Man. Yeah. The reason I said that is because I was listening back to one of our previous episodes where I promised that I would look something up and share it before the episode's over. And I did not. So I just want to be, let's have lowered expectations. Okay. So I want to under promise and over deliver. So, but one of the things that these window washers were talking about, this guy who was actually, they were, he was in Canada and he was, he was thinking about expanding the United States, was doing a great job. It was actually, he had a drone window washing type of business. And he said, when he interacts with the clients, he wants to never talk to them and he sells that to them. It's like, you work with me, you don't have to think about this. We show up, we do the job, you know, we go. If you're talking to me, there must be a problem, right? So this is, this is also something that I've heard. Um, even I do some work in the piano tuning domain, Neil. And so I have some insights from that domain. <laughs> but I have a friend who has a lot of gigs where he has institutional clients, you know, he works for cruise ships, recording studios, hotels, schools, things like that. And he echoed this, he's done a really great job building these recontract based relationships. And a lot of people think, oh, you have to like, cater to them and in engage with them a lot and make them feel like they, you care about them in some special way. But like, let's say you have a guy that works for a hotel and he needs to make sure the piano gets tuned once or twice a year. That guy likes you if he actually never has to talk to you or think about you at all. And so you sell your services by saying, you wanna work with me, you'll never talk with me again, but those pianos will be perfectly taken care of. All you gotta do is pay the invoices, I'll take care of the thing. You know, you'll never see me again. So it's very something interesting to think about with this window washing service as well. You kind of want to be very unobtrusive and behind the scenes. And, that, and that, that's when you know you're doing your job right. And taking that same idea, but flipping it, <laughs> Andrew had shared with me that the product kind of sells itself when people see it in action. Like, oh, what is that thing on the side of the building? And it's washing the window. That's super cool. Other business owners are talking about it and it, word of mouth spreads. So it's obviously different and it's still new enough that that works, right? Maybe five years from now, it'll become completely commonplace. But for now, that's part of your marketing, just seeing it in action. And for the commercial property manager who's doing the budgets, like it's it's a no brainer how much cheaper it is, right? So for them, if they see it in action, it's kind of cool. You're like, it's literally going to be a fourth of what you're currently paying. I think that's huge. Spitballing on some of the ways that you could start this, I would reach out to Lucid Drones, see how much it costs to lease one of their drones now, updated pricing. As I said, it was 3000 per month back in 2019. I wonder if you could pre-sell some cleanings to some of these skyscrapers and say, hey, we'll do, uh, you can buy a coupon 50% off your cleanings if you pre-purchase for the next two years or three years and get them to actually fund your initial outlay so that you can get started with this. That's a great idea to pre-sell it. Uh, of course, you'd want to try it out to, to make sure you know how to operate it, like do it on your friend's home or go to like small buildings, maybe not like a massive 50-story skyscraper. Uh, but pre-selling would be huge. And I think it's totally doable because all these businesses for window washing, they usually operate on contracts in the commercial realm. You get a year-long, two-year-long contract and they come out X number of times per year. So being able to cut that, that'd be huge. Okay, listener, this is where I come in and over-deliver. I found the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is that over-delivering or is that just saying? Doing yeah, because I said I wasn't sure that I was going to do it. And I'm doing it now, see? 
Okay, so <laughs> Tim Byrne Almost Live podcast, and it's not a window washing podcast. It is a property manager and construction podcast. That's what it says. Although I did he hear him in the episode say like he's going to bring on like several different window washers and have them compare their various businesses. So this was Robot Window Cleaners in the Apocalypse episode, season four, episode eight. It's hard to keep up with all the change underway in our industry. Automation and robotic technology are about to upend everything we thought we knew. To prove my point, Michael Marazov and his company, Orem Window Washing. So he's talking about this company. And if you want to listen to quite a quite a haughty character, um, it's Michael Marazov from Orem Window Washing. I listen to the episode. He's got uh, a beefy attitude. I like his style. He's got really short clipped answers for every question. Uh, kind of cocky. This guy's going places. <laughs> All right. What, what else comes to mind in terms of action steps here? So step one, Chris, I think you outlined it perfectly, is you need to try it out first to see if even this makes sense. To try it out, two steps. Try it out, go to the Lucid company and see if you could like chill up some money to actually give it a shot. And the other step would be probably to research in your city that you want to open it up. What are the license requirements for it? And what are the zoning requirements for, for window washing? If those two gating issues are handled, I think the business model is bold. Like I, I love the business model. Like I said, I think it's hugely franchisable. You could scale it pretty rapidly. It sounds like it's pretty low overhead compared to other window washing companies. Uh, the way the industry is going based off what you said, Chris, is other companies are converting to drone window washing, which is fantastic. That just means everyone's going to be more used to it. You can start the brand around that. So the business model, in my opinion, is great. It's just the gating issues. I'm very curious if those could be solved. And I suspect that it's going to be very city by city, county by county. So it's probably going to be tedious, but you know, it's a good barrier to entry. Yeah, interestingly enough, I've become aware because my, my father-in-law and my brother-in-law are actually pilots. My father-in-law is retired. He's taught uh, aerospace and I don't know if you call it aerospace, whatever. He's taught piloting. I can't think of the word for it at, at a university to students learning it. There's actually classes on drone piloting and things like that. So you might be surprised by being able to connect with somebody who's a pilot, uh, that they might have some knowledge of, you know, not only how to pilot these things and make them work and sort of the FAA regulations, right? They're going to, they're going to be up to speed on FAA regulations and how they might uh, be involved with drones, or at least to be able to get some research in and develop those things. <clears throat> so it's an interesting avenue to see if you want to partner with someone in that space. This one actually seems really straightforward to me, which is, uh, it's a sign that it's probably very lucrative for someone who's going to take it out. It's not straightforward. It's VTOL, Chris. <laughs> Vertical takeoff and landing for those who are not in the know. <laughs> Typically, I think the unsexy businesses are the best. Like we do cleaning, right? And if you look at, if I look at a lot of the wealthy people I know, they're all in very unsexy businesses. I love that. I think in boring old companies, that's like, that excites me because that's where, to be honest, real money is to be made. Um, you can do the exciting route, blockchain, NFTs, and, you know, start this huge e-commerce company, whatever you want. Like, that's one way to make money too, but I don't think you really need to do that. And oftentimes these underserved, dirty industries. That's gold. So, so that's a perfect segue. We've been trying to incorporate this little, a little bit more because we don't want to fully discourage our listeners and make business lifestyle sound like it's all you do is have your nose in books all day and, you know, fall asleep working or something like that. You know, Neil, so your business itself is unsexy, but your life, you know, probably has some sexy parts. Tell us about a little bit about the kind of lifestyle you leave because you, you're kind of 
working from abroad. I see a picture of you, you know, working on a laptop in front of like a beautiful mountain range. You know, tell me, how do you kind of mix the kind of boringness of the work or the dullness of whatever the domain is with now you kind of get some time to enjoy what you've built? So I started it because I, a couple of reasons I wanted to travel and I also wanted to help support my parents financially. That's why I started made this originally. The problem at that point was, oh, wait, I just started a local business. How, how the hell am I going to be traveling while doing this? But I kind of just said, I'll, I'm going to figure it out. I booked a one-way flight to Columbia. And for five years from when I quit my finance job, I was just building made this and traveling. So I was kind of doing the quote-unquote digital nomad life and scaling this local business while being completely remote. And the cool part is now, like, it's totally doable. Right. Maybe you talk to me 20 years ago, maybe it's very hard, but now there's like Slack, there's VoIP systems, like there's tons of ways to run a local business completely remote. And remember earlier, I mentioned a lot of local companies are like two, three years behind the curve with marketing, even more than that, as it relates to anything internet related or remote working. So we were able to kind of capture a lot of the systems that maybe a lot of larger companies were doing on a remote basis, but bring it down to the local level, get, you know, global workforces working on a company in LA. So there's just many ways to run a local business completely remotely. And I wanted to do that because I wanted to travel. So I traveled for about five years. We just launched uh, franchising in late 2020. So we ordered our first franchise in Denver. And uh, I'm mainly looking for people who understand the business model, um, who understand the kind of ethos of made this, you know, lifestyle driven brand focus on helping you achieve freedom. But it's really for motivated people who want to grow, who want who want to focus on that. There's a lot of great markets around the U.S. which focus on vacation rentals, which are prime for for this type of business model. Uh, and I think it's it, I think it's going to be such a huge opportunity with travel coming back and vacation rentals coming back. So uh, yeah, we're looking for people who fit the mold, fit the culture, understand the business model, what we're looking for, and looking for what I call a remote local concept to to join us. So for this year, we're probably only going to be awarding two franchisees. I think we're being very very selective. Um, of who gets in the tribe, basically. So we're a couple of franchisees and just scaling across the U.S. from there. Yeah, if someone's interested in doing that, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Sure. Yeah, you'd go to uh, Made This Franchise, M-A-I-D-T-H-I-S Franchise.com. Uh, you could also even go to my personal website, neilparek.co, uh, message me over there and learn some more information. Well, Neil, it's been a pleasure talking about Made This, talking about this drone window washing idea as well. Really appreciate it and looking forward to catching up with you in the future. Likewise. Thanks, guys. It was fun. The podcast hosting for the Run With It podcast is provided by Transistor.fm. They host our MP3 files, generate our RSS feed, provide us with analytics, and help us distribute the show to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. If you want to start your own podcast or you want to switch to Transistor, go to transistor.fm slash run, that's R-U-N, and get 15% off your first year.